0: Would you open God's precious holy word to Proverbs chapter 2. I had this chapter outlined and studied it two or three or four times and I began to realize more and more that the argument presented in Proverbs 2 and and other places but this just sort of sets a foundation that we can reflect upon as we go through Proverbs that uh the argument presented is, is, actually, is actually from, from the, the, the science of logic, the, the study of logic. Logic and reason, probabilities, those fit within philosophy. You can quantify those things and you can bring them out into significance and uh, certainty, uncertainty, and so forth. Well, let's think about that. As we look at Proverbs 2, the teacher is going to present his argument. Now, modus ponens. This is the basic rule of logic in presenting an argument. P equals Q, or P is Q. If P, then Q. It's the classic if-then argument. So we keep that in mind. Modus ponens approaches it from from a positive view rather than a negative view. So we understand that uh, this is presented in the positive sense and you're going to see here if and and then. My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding, yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice, for understanding, if you seek her, that is wisdom, as silver, and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of Yahweh and find the knowledge of God. We'll continue that, but let's, let's think about this for just, just a minute. We don't, of course, we accept the word of God by faith. We should. We, as believers, really are commanded to. It's a gift from God. Faith is. But the highest knowledge we've seen in Proverbs back, you remember when we first started this thing, is it's, it's the, the fear of God. That's the height of wisdom and understanding It's the fear of God. So that starts with the basic knowledge that God exists. He is. Start with that, then it's easy to move from the foundational statement to absolute truth, which, of course, is the word of God. Along the way, we find that the highest of all intelligence, which of course is God's, not only gives it to us in a way that uh, leads us into faith, but also presents things in his word logically. And the argument is presented here in such a way, and we're going to see this, that we, we cannot help but see that this is the path we should follow. The path that the teacher is showing or revealing. So what does he say to his son here? Remember, we talked about the commands, parental commands in the first I think when we first started looking at Proverbs a couple weeks ago. Treasure it. Don't flippantly disregard wisdom. And the only way to have proper understanding, Don't, don't just disregard these things. Treasure my commands within you. And while you're listening to everything else, make sure that your ear is in tune to hear wisdom, but not just to hear it, to apply it to understanding. You come to a fork in the road. This is a tough one. What should I do? Cry out for discernment lift up your voice for understanding if you look for it like you look for silver and would look for a hidden treasure then you will find it then you will understand the fear of Yahweh and find the knowledge of God you know God said if you seek me you will find me the 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 the, the emphasis is on the necessity to seek after him. The other side of the argument is, if you don't, you'll become a fool. If you do, you'll be wise, but you have to take care to incline your ear. Always be listening for it and then apply it. To hear it is one thing, but then apply it is the next thing. You look for it like you would look for a silver or somebody gives you a treasure map. You commit yourself to it like that. You're going to find it. There is no reason then why you should live Outside the reverential awe of Yahweh, your creator. Everything about logic and reason, all of these roads lead to the same thing. To have this fear, this reverential awe of the creator, Yahweh. You seek after it with everything that you have and with all who you are. And you'll find it. You'll find it. God doesn't play games with us when it comes to the path we should follow in life. For Yahweh gives wisdom. Knowledge and understanding come from his mouth. Here is what that tells me. The highest And greatest study of a person is the deep and sincere study of the word of God. There is no higher knowledge. There is no higher understanding. There is no other wisdom. I suppose you could say there is worldly wisdom. but That's not really wisdom, it's folly. What the teacher is teaching his son and thus through the Word of God, teaches us, is that wisdom can only come from Yahweh. Now we saw last time how it's going to bring success. You watch you watch the people who are successful and note the principles that they apply in their lives. And generation after generation, you can go from village to village. You remember it was a cry in the city last time the... The cry was from wisdom in the city and it was on the, in the marketplace and, and on all of the streets and the market and the boulevards. And, wisdom is everywhere. On one side of the streets you have miserable failures. On the other side you have those who have prospered. They may not be immensely wealthy but they have contentment. They have what they need. The failures are always wrongfully seeking after the same stuff, and it never works, not in any generation. On the other hand, the successful apply these principles of life and those principles, when you look at the whole Word of God, you'll find those principles are there. You can, the principles of marriage, the principles of governmental administration, the principles of business, The principles of personal finance. These things are in the Bible, you just pay attention to. You can study the Bible topically, just study it, right? Study it topically if you want to. Study these things. If you're looking for this personal success in life, I don't want to be a failure. Then wisdom cried out, then look at the people who succeed. There is this set of principles that are going to work. It has worked for them. It always works if you'll just apply that to your life. Now, we come back here. Wisdom comes from Yahweh. Knowledge, understanding from his mouth, his word, his word. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He's a shield to those who walk uprightly. He guards the paths of justice and the way of his saint. He preserves or he keeps watch over his saints. Then you will understand righteousness and justice and equity, every good path, that is, that you should follow. Every good path that you should follow. So, with seeking this wisdom, with all of our lives applying it to our hearts carefully watching placing our ear and listening and then applying wisdom to our hearts then to know Yahweh is to know his salvation to know his salvation is to know his protectiveness of his own he guards also leads us to the paths of justice and equity and righteousness. Now, let's stop right here. Remember, if then. If this, then this. All right. That's a that's conditional logic. If then. Consider what is said here. Now let's flip that to the to the modus to the negative modus, well, to the negative. If not then won't. Okay? If you don't apply this wisdom, you'll not find this shield. You'll not find this guard of justice in your way. You will not enjoy this preservation. And you will not understand righteousness, justice, nor equity. And there will be no good path for you to follow. Consider our society today. It's rapidly being reprobated. It's being flipped upside down. Contrary to the word of God, we increasingly walk down the wrong pathways. So what is slipping away from us? These three things. Righteousness, justice, and equity. They're slipping away from us. Because somewhere we have failed to take the place of this teacher and say, my son, my child, and do it in a positive sense, this is what's gonna be good for you and good about you. Who doesn't want equity and justice and righteousness? The fool. The fool doesn't want it. Somehow he's tricked or just isn't taught the correct correct path which he should follow. So then, with that It isn't every good path. It is every evil path. With with great somber attitude and, and broken hearts, we're experiencing it. Because the way of wisdom has been despised. Well, there's only one end to that. There's only one end, and of course, it's abject failure, total defeat, utter loss, foolishness. Fool it all away. So then as I studied this, I thought, man, this is just pure logic. This is, you know, this, this, is, this is God takes us into the philosophy class Gives to us before we ever had the textbook, tells us about the logic and the reason behind the whole thing. Anyone should be able to see that. You can quantify by hypothesis and evidence, you can quantify and study these two paths. If you go this path, you find success. If you don't, there's failure. This is basically what's taught here in this chapter. Now, the logic moves here from conditional to unconditional. We start here with P is Q. Then you move on from there to the statement of the logic when studied and presented with all the study It moves then from something that is conditional to something that is unconditional. So let's think about that. It moves from if, then, to when, then. Because that's unconditional. If, then, that's conditional. When, then, that's unconditional. Word of God, never fails. The inspired writer of the Proverbs is totally confident. And who did God inspire at least in this part of the Proverbs to write it down? The very guy who experienced it all in the book of Ecclesiastes. When I was on the right path, man, I was happy. When I foolishly walked down the wrong path, everything became empty and vanity and failure. And he draws his conclusion at the end of the book of Ecclesiastes. Solomon, you remember him? Son of King David, that's how he introduced himself. So we move to the unconditional. When wisdom enters your heart and knowledge is pleasant to your soul, then purposed thoughts will watch over you. Understanding will keep you. Purposed thoughts. Your willful scheme. I'm going to follow these principles. I will not forsake them. Daily, I will guard my heart and my thoughts and what I hear. And when I hear wisdom, I will apply it to my heart. And this will be included in my path of life. So that's a purposed thought. When wisdom enters your life, then purposed thoughts. Now you've learned something and you've noted that it works. Then purposed thoughts will watch over you and understanding will keep you you will find that that contentment and and that prosperity and peace in life to deliver you from the way of evil. That's not a path I want to go down. That's just logic, pure logic to a person who applies wisdom to his life. He hears it, he studies it, he understands it. When he doesn't understand it, he cries out for discernment and understanding is given to him so I'm not going to follow the path of evil to deliver you from the way of evil from the man who speaks perverse things. Perverse, that's uh, the, the Hebrew word means, What well, it means reprobate. It means upside down. Right is wrong and wrong is right. Oh, you just do this with me. It'll feel good. It'll be good. You remember the early teachings we studied a couple of weeks ago? Don't follow the thugs to sneak up on people and to rob them and hurt them. There are people who think that's going to be good for you. They'll, by by deception, try to get you to be partners with them in these things. Try to convince you, not just in actions and behavior, but in attitude, belief, and thought. Perversion. We live today where commanded perversion rules our halls of government. I read in an article just before coming in here, in South Africa, the Supreme Court has ruled that this Christian school could not Stand against homosexuality and transgenderism. It was unconstitutional. So now what do you do? Well, you, you better trust the Lord. Do the right thing. Point is this. To speak perverse things people follow that road because they left the path of uprightness and they've walked in the way of darkness. Uprightness, integrity, righteousness, justice, equity, biblically defined, those who adhere to those things in our own country are hanging on by a thread and our only hope is to stand fast we have these promises you see it's to stand fast don't let the world intimidate us don't let the world have its way Absolute truth is always stronger than that which is false or counterfeit. Now, if we, if we follow the path, wisdom enters his heart, knowledge, pleasant soul, purpose thoughts, then we're delivered from the way of evil, from that person who speaks perverse things, teaches perverse things. From those who leave the paths of uprightness, we're delivered from that. Those who walk in ways of darkness, delivered from that. Delivered from those who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the perversity of the wicked, whose ways are crooked and who are devious in their paths, we're delivered from that. This is why the teacher is teaching his child My son, listen. Listen to wisdom. To deliver you from the immoral woman, from the seductress who flatters with her words, who forsakes the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God. You know, that seems if you if you think with the mind of the world for just a minute, or at least project yourself, that that sounds so corny and 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 just not I don't know what the word is today hip I don't know what cool I don't know what the word is. But even in a world where they think this is the way it ought to be, this kind of thing still brings people down. That's because of the hypocrisy of the world. I can do it. I don't mind everybody doing it. Oh, you did it. I don't like you, so I'm going to knock you off your high spot. I've seen presidential candidates in the past On top of the race, ahead of all the other candidates, and then some woman comes forward or some investigative reporter comes forward. And that guy goes from the top to the bottom, just like that. (laughs) Nobody ever wins. Banking on immorality just doesn't happen doesn't happen now from conditional logic to unconditional now the factor of certainty where hypothesis the hypothesis given the evidence going into the measure of belief where hypothesis given the evidence hypothesis given the evidence, take away the measure of disbelief When the hypothesis, given the evidence, is presented, you have certainty. All right. Now, if after, if after the service, you want to work through this with me, (laughs) we will see. Given what we have in this chair, we will see. This is this is certain. All right, so we've gone from conditional to unconditional to certainty in this. We're, we're about to see it in certainty in this chapter. The unconditional, which is when then, is quantified by time. Thus, as we see, carries with it the truth value. We are experiencing We're experiencing now the null hypothesis because we're moving away from those things of wisdom. We'll suffer for it. Case in point, socialism, Venezuela. Man, you can empirically study that thing. The facts are there. You can quantify it in so many levels. And there's this truth value that becomes a certainty to those who will just put the paper, put the pen to the paper and work it out in logic. So the logic moves from the epistemological to where to where we are to the ontological where things will be, where they are. This is where we know where we are. And then through all these other things, conditional to unconditional, truth factor, truth value, all of that then moves from just our little world to everybody. The ontological, it's everything. This applies, doesn't just apply to me. It applies to everybody. So here it goes, certainty factor. four will. For it will. All right, that's the certainty. factor. Here we go. For her house leads down to death and her paths to the dead. All who go to her, none return, nor do they regain the paths of life. So you will walk in the way of goodness and guard the paths of righteousness. He says, my son, here is the certainty factor. Look at it in history, study it today from generation to generation, even from year to year. For this happens when you do the wrong thing, you chase the null hypothesis. For so you will. My son, consider everything so you will walk in the way of goodness and guard the paths of righteousness for the upright will dwell in the land and the blameless will remain in it but the wicked will be cut off from the earth and the unfaithful will be uprooted from it now this is where we find ourselves even in our own society today right here that's a certainty the there's no, it can be proven empirically. It can be proven. You can, you, can, you can take the algorithm and just work it out. It may take some time to study history and, and, and put values to all these things, but it always comes out like this. So what's the other side of this? Those who are not upright will not dwell in the land. You'll become a slave of somebody else and those who are not blameless will not remain in it. Certainly the wicked are going to be cut off from the earth, unfaithful, uprooted. What seemed like so much fun to follow the path of evil and darkness becomes absolute ruin and death. It's a certainty factor. Okay, going to stop there and we'll have our uh, deacon prayer time.